Hey there. Welcome to another episode of Two and a Half Chicks. This week we got another bonus episode, and this week it's with Brian and Monica. We start with artificial intelligence, get into love languages, and end on philosophical and psychological talks. Now, if you have any thoughts on any of these subjects, please contact us at 2.5chicks on Instagram or at our email address, 2.5chickspod at gmail.com. All right, that's enough of this. Let's get into the episode. Let's see. I spent the last few months thinking about where artificial intelligence is, right? So you have the current two big ones are ChatGBT, which is the text-based one. And now you're having a lot of these image, or they call text-to-image prompts. I just saw in the news the other day where Tom Brady was suing somebody and a bunch of people are suing people because of their image being used. So, so. Uh, I don't know anything about that, any particular cases like that. The only cases that I know of are there's now enough information because what the what the problem that AI that people are having with AI is that they've gathered all this information for free. Okay. So all these images, all this especially for voice, because now they have the ability to clone people's voices. Okay. Before you guys came on, somebody sent me a video of an artist who's been dead for well over twenty years doing a song that they never recorded. Oh wow. That's, that's awesome. <laughs> I'm like, that's awesome. Monica's like, that's creepy. <laughs> it's very much both. And so the big deal now is how do you put the brakes on it? Why do you have to put the brakes on Let it ride. I don't know how you put the stop on it. I really don't because you don't want to be like a country that bans information for people. But at the same time, we've seen for the past, what, 10, 15 years that the more information that's out there, the more false information that goes out there. And it it can create lots of problems. Like people react to this stuff. They take action because of these lies. So I just think that part is going to become more scary. But how do you stop it? I don't know if you can stop it at this point because we are not the type of country that bans. And I don't think we should ban stuff. But how do you teach people how to take that information and, and try to understand what might be false and true. I, I don't know how you do that. We're in trouble. We are. I agree. We're entering in a new era of information. Mm-hmm. So not unlike how you have to sort of teach the young ones now how to navigate social media. Mm-hmm. And the news. It? They're exactly. actually taught now how to navigate the news. Really? Mm-hmm. How so? In terms of they are actually taught like not to believe the news all the time and to learn to figure out how to find out which groups will tell you more of the truth than others. So like we've all said this before, Reuters, right? Mm-hmm. Reuters just tells you what happened. They try to stay away from giving you their opinion. They don't have op-eds all over the place. Uh, Associated Press tries to just give you the the news. And I'm not going to name the others that don't just give you the news, but they have like, I'll just say that There are many stations and networks that have like 50 opinion experts on there. Well, don't you, well, don't we want to hear somebody's opinion though? No. (laughs) No. I agree, Monica. Isn't everything a point of view though? No, because when you put all these people on TV to give their opinion, they're influencing 
other people. And sometimes people base their opinion on bullshit. So they're influencing millions of people on TV with their opinion. If you just tell people like this person was here and they said this, you could say like they've said this before and now they're saying this. That's a fact, right? Because you have recorded, you might have, you know, you've seen that this person, you know, has said this before. But giving your opinion, oh, they do this because this type of person really needs to understand, you know, they're doing it. They're trying to be experts on analyzing why people do things or why things happen. Mm -hmm. And sometimes they do lead the witness to believe what they want the audience to believe. And you're talking about millions of people. And especially if you put experts on there that people at their homes can relate to, they will believe this person more when this person may not be telling may not be saying what is really true. Does, does that make sense? It makes total it makes sense. Perfect sense. Going back to, yes, they, they, I have seen it. I saw a class where my sons took a class where they were trying to teach him. They didn't call it navigating the news, but they called it like how to decipher what's true in the news and which places were more likely to give you just the facts than others. That is crazy that we're teaching this in school. We have to. Well, when I was in school, I had a teacher in my, it was my homeroom. He said, every morning, I want you to bring in an article Mm -hmm. to read. And I guess that was, you know, looking back on it, I get what he was trying to get us to do at 15 years old was, you know, learn to read and learn to Mm -hmm. discuss it with your, you know, your peers and all that kind of stuff. I'm like, it's 50. No one cares about the fucking newspaper. At 15. Oh, but they do now. But Exactly. Like, that's what I'm seeing now. I was like, well, I guess, you know, you have your kids activated a lot sooner and, you know, more active in politics and that kind of stuff. So I guess they it are. would be beneficial for them. And, too. and I don't think, you know, a lot of people say the news purposely lies. I don't think the news lies all the time because when my father died many years ago, he was in the paper. And I remember reading multiple articles on surrounding his death. And most of the articles said some shit like that didn't even happen. Like so-and-so did this or, or he was this. And he was, I'm like, where did they get this information? And I think it's because the reporters would probably hear, you know, like, let's say family members were nearby and friends were speaking. So the reporters took it because it was interesting to print it and they didn't verify that it was true or not. And they put it in the paper. There was so much. And it wasn't like, you know, the heart of the story was correct. My father was shot. He was killed. And he died on the way to the hospital where he was declared dead. Those are the facts. We know that. But mm-hmm. the saying that he was this and that, like, and I, I was sitting there reading the paper, like, who told him this stuff? It wasn't true. So you have to read the news with like, okay, what might be like, where have they laced it with? Well, as, as unfortunate as that was from happening, nobody wants to read just the facts and then move exactly. on. It, it would be like three three mm-hmm. sentences long. That's why we have movies that say based on a true story, right? Because nobody's going to want to watch this movie where, you know, you like, let's just use Jaws, right? That's my favorite movie, so I'll use it, right? So this was based on a couple of shark attacks that happened in New Jersey in back in the early 1900s, right? So, okay, three kids, four kids get killed in a, a river in New Jersey. Okay, story's done. Nope, let's make a movie out of it. Now it's this killer great white shark. Yeah, exactly. They want the exaggerated. Yeah, they want because exaggeration. That's what people, people want the sensational. They like yeah. to read the sensational. That's it's almost right. like you want to read it and go, oh, did you read that? Oh my God. Did you see exactly. what happened? People like that stuff. And then we, you know what else they like to do? They like to forget about it three minutes later and move on to something else. Mm-hmm. So as 
as fantastical or as whatever it is. Like right now, there's a thing going on in the news, right, with the Bud Light. There's a commercial yes. with the person that transgender came out and said, oh, I'm celebrating this many years. I'm fully yeah. transferred or transgendered. I apologize if I'm offending someone. I don't know what the terminology Transition. is. Transition. Transition. Thank you. Over. And now we celebrate with Bud Light. And now every bald, heavy, blue collar person on the planet is like, oh, I'm not drinking Bud Light anymore. First of all, you shouldn't have been drinking Bud Light in the first place. It's horrible. (laughs) You got to stop drinking a beer because somebody transitioned. Come on. You know, and then in five weeks, you know what? I I know they lost like billions of dollars in sales. And you watch within a few months, people are going to realize that 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 shit's so nasty, but it's cheap. They're going to just keep buying it again, and they're going to forget all about the, tr- the transition person. It's just, we have very short memories. I that was know. my rant. But in terms of <laughs> your original question, Demetrius, mm-hmm. where you say, how do we stop the information overload? I mm-hmm. guess people are going to have to try to figure out a way to watermark or like stamp. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's fair. Their, their information that's out there. So if somebody, let's say uh, an artist releases a video put like a digital stamp in it or some kind of digital watermark in it that shows that it's theirs. And they are going to have to figure out how to do it so it cannot be replicated. It's encrypted, whatever, so that hackers can't duplicate it and make it seem. Well, Monica, let's, what, what if you had it though? You're right. I agree. Cause you don't want information. Being Cause then that way you're, yourself, that's right? how people will know if something's real or not. If it's a you know, stamp of approval from the original artist. But let's just say, for instance, you're using it. it. It could be used for good, right? Not everything is horrible. Not everybody's trying to steal, but what if you got someone that's like an unbelievably like extreme introvert and like an agoraphobic who doesn't want to leave the house, but you know, and they want to talk to people. And they use their likeness and all they need to do is sit with a keyboard and just type the information. But their likeness, instead of them being on camera, their likeness is on camera. Well, the, and that's okay. If that's a, if that's a personal decision somebody wants to make and they want to put their, sell their likeness, that's fine. But like sell I said, it, right? We're but not if, but it. if they, if they put their likeness out there and they don't want other people making money off of their likeness, then they're going to have to find a way to serve. Yeah, I, I agree with that. I mean, I know so many people would want to make money off my likeness. They'd strip me down naked yeah, and put me too. on OnlyFans. Yeah. <laughs> I, I'm say, if they do do that, I'm going to exaggerate a lot of my body parts. Yeah. <laughs> me too. I'll, I'll tell them, like, can you cut a little bit off of the chin at the bottom? <laughs> Maybe make the eyes, like, not, you know, get the bags of the, the eyes out of the way or something. So It's funny because when you talked about AI, I just, you know, I just assumed... um like iRobot mm-hmm. or artificial, right? I thought about those movies. No, not so much it's the not what it is of, right now. Right, if those, right. Are, if those are actual it's, what, sentient beings or things. Right. Yeah. We're not even there yet. But this is pretty, what's going on right now, it's pretty, pretty incredible. It's terrifying is what it is. I completely you, Somebody agree. told me, who was it? I, I don't know if it was you, Demetrius, who told me. Somebody told me. That, you know how I'm taking classes that I could literally put the topic that I'm supposed to write about into this, you know, yeah, AI, chat GPT, yeah. and it will write my paper and it'll be original. It'll. All right. So here's how I don't know the science behind how it works, but for a lot of it, they tell you, you know, don't take the information that is giving to you as fact because it might be it might be wrong. It might be based off something on the internet that's wrong. Yeah. That's false. Mm-hmm. So like it's, it's scraping all sorts of information and it has, so it's like, oh yeah, we've heard of that topic and it's just sort of. That is crazy. Together. 
It's abs- listen. I use it for this podcast. How? So there's. You mean a- I'm an, I- an AI in the podcast? So the way I use it is there's a couple of websites that in their their back end they use Chat GPT. So what they'll do is it's all text based, but what they have to do is they have to take the audio, transcribe it, and then feed it into Chat GPT, and then Chat GPT will give you summary of it. Oh shit. <laughs> When I first heard about this, I was like, there's no way it works that well. And it's fucking terrifying, Monica. Yeah, it's almost like, you know, you you think about all those movies that we've seen where they have those smart voices mm-hmm. in the background. I mean, I'm, it's, right off the top of my head, I'm thinking of um, The Avengers. Okay. Right? Yeah, like, vo- like Jarvis and all that kind of yeah, stuff. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. Like you, you ask them a question and they just answer you. And then in the movies, it's okay because it's like, okay, this is a fake movie. There's nothing like that right now. But right now, it looks like ChatGPT is going to be that Jarvis. Yeah. And the problem mm-hmm. is, it's fucking nonsense is what it is. And it's terrifying me. And I can't stop using it. <laughs> because it's amazing. It's so great. You want to see, I, you want to see what it can do. And you, you're trying to push its limits. And it reminds me, like, it's not like it, but remember her, the movie yes. her. Yeah. How she, she knew what he wanted to hear. She figured out what he wanted to hear and she said it. You know, she knew that the whole point of the AI was that she knew how to develop a relationship with a human based on what he would say and what, and then she would say something back to him. And then if he reacted to that and, and hence that's why he fell in love with her because she was saying everything he wanted to hear. For his perfect woman. I think that women across the world should learn something from that. Yeah, okay, Brian. Men too. <laughs> so it is fascinating, Demetrius. I don't blame you for being fascinated. I am afraid to go on that thing because I'm just afraid of what data it's going to take for me. It's one of the reasons I'm not on TikTok because I hear they're stealing your information on TikTok. I see that might be false news I read, but no, it's I, it's uh, isn't everybody it's, stealing it's, your information. It pretty much, like pretty you don't much, exist in think, a bubble. But I think mm-hmm. TikTok goes beyond that. And I don't know what the beyond that, it, I can't quantify the beyond that, but I do know that TikTok goes past what everybody else does. I think it's, I think it's because it's an outside, uh, it's a, it's either Russia or China. China. It's China. So it's, it's China. just like. China's stalking you. Yeah. So it's their servers and we don't have any jurisdiction over that. So they're like, God damn it. They know so much about us that we don't want them to know and it's just like well you know whatever yeah because it tracks you where you yeah. go it tracks what you buy it tracks everything about you yeah yeah, yeah. it feeds on you mm-hmm. remember when the hardest thing to do was walk through a backyard without stepping in dog shit yeah <laughs> right i mean that was like or like whose house you're gonna go to to drink out of the hose this was how life was difficult now yeah. oh my god you got all this stuff you got Kids trying to commit suicide all the time because they're getting bullied because of this stuff and everything going on. And I don't know. It's a terrifying world. Where I don't, I'm going to move to a different country when I retire. I think you need to move to a different world. Yeah. I need to work, move to a third world country. Well, mm-hmm. the astronauts that we just, that we just sent, are they going to the moon or to like Mars or some shit? I'll be honest with you. I haven't seen anything on that. Well, I, I stay, I try to stay in a bubble as much as I can. <laughs> I do know that we're sending people to the moon, mm-hmm. but we're sending them to the moon so that eventually we can go to Mars. Like that's but are they the, sending them to the moon to actually send someone to the moon this time? We're sending them to the moon because we want to develop a station on the moon. 
That I do. Okay. We want to put like, like, you know, like you see, like you see in the movies, but you know how like Matt Damon in, in what was that movie? Mars? The Martian? The Martian. The Martian. Martian, Where he was like a little station on Mars and he Mm -hmm. had, they grew food and they kind of lived there where they want to do that on the moon. Okay. I still have to say I'm one of those people who still don't think we landed on the moon, but you know. Oh boy, who who filmed it? I'm just one of those. I, I just think it I was. I think we did. Have you ever seen the, uh, you know, the Nevadan desert? It looks an awful lot like the moon. <laughs> it's terrifyingly familiar and similar. Well, if we didn't go there before, I do think we are capable of going there now. Yeah, I completely lying. agree. I just think that there's no point to it unless you said, like, it's going to put a little bit of. No, they're you know, trying to go to the moon. Distance to between study us the moon. And Mars. And possibly having a some kind of uh, experimental station on the moon. I don't know what it's called. I don't have all the details, but they are going to build stuff on the moon. They're going to try to grow stuff on the moon. Doesn't you ever watch the movies though, where they and, and the news and all this stuff, and they they talk about Mars and they talk about there used to be life on Mars. Possibly there was water. Doesn't that just tell you that Mars maybe had its chance? And like evolution decided to not have any life there anymore. Why are we trying to yeah, go back Mars, to it? Mars, they believe had has water frozen right. underneath. Honestly, I think it's because we're fucking up the Earth so much. They figure we need to go and fuck up another planet. That's just uh, you're my right. political view. I think I, I think we were on Mars. I think we did fuck it up, and then we went to Earth. Oh jeez! <laughs> now we're gonna fuck this <laughs> now we got, up. Now we're gonna go fuck up Mars again. <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> I told you, Monica, we just need Thanos to snap his fingers. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's funny you bring space into this because I, talking to Kevin on Sunday for like a good 20 minutes, he was trying to convince me, how do they know how much planets weigh? <laughs> <laughs> and I was trying to figure out, again, this is me being a bad interviewer and not wanting to talk about it. But why is this taking up space in your mind? Yeah, I agree with them, though. <laughs> I have to tell you, I know that sounds horrible, but think about that, right? This planet is full of gas, but it weighs this much. It's full of gas, air gas, right? Liquid gas. There's right? a science to it. I get it. They, I get yeah, there's it. a science to it because you know how much the gases weigh. They kind of can decipher how, what size the planet takes up, Agreed. right? And it's they diameter. Kind of, so they can kind of give a guesstimate of how yeah. much a planet weighs based on the gases they know are on its surface. They probably are underestimating, if anything, because they can't really know what the planet is actually made of you know, besides the gases. So right. they're probably underestimating it. It's probably heavier than they think, or maybe it's lighter. That's what Kevin's deal was. He's like, we haven't gone to these planets to, you know, take I was a, a core sample. That's exactly what I was thinking. I'm like, like yes. how do we know that these gases aren't foreign. Maybe, Maybe these gases weigh less than than anything, right? They're, maybe they're just visual gas. We've not gone like there. So maybe they can just preface it by saying this is a guesstimate. That's fair. <laughs> they always say theory. Exactly. Uh-huh. So this is really bothers Kevin. Okay. <laughs> I got to tell you, I'm kind of on board with Kevin on this one. Listen, I understand and you can be on board, but my, <laughs> my question for both of you is, why is this taking up space in your brain? Because it, when, as you get older, this is just my opinion, mm-hmm. right? This is this is just my my thought process. We're getting older, right? We learn a little bit more about life and ourselves mm-hmm. and you know, we see people, you know, we're at getting at the age now where we see more death than we see life, unless, sure. you know, family members that are out, right? But like, you start to think about your existence, like, and everybody tells you, you know, you're made of electricity and water and energy never dies. So you might go someplace and 
the universe becomes a very interesting thing, right? Because if you start thinking that you're the only ones here in this universe, you're a total human being, right? Mm -hmm. To think that we are alone in this universe. So the vastness of it, and yes, the weights of the planets and all that, these things are just big marbles floating around in space, right? How do they know how much it weighs? Maybe you could spin it on your finger like a basketball. Who knows? My issue with his thought process wasn't (laughs) that he had the thought. It was that it was a thought that was distracting him for the work he was supposed to be fucking doing. (laughs) That's my issue. Okay. But that's Kevin. (laughs) It's not Kevin. That is Kevin. Kevin always brought up the most random subjects. Sorry, Kevin. I'm dissing you right now, okay? No, I don't think it's a bad thing, Monica. He did make it. Kevin would always bring up the most random topics when we used to work together, and you just sat there and looked at him like, what? The hell are you talking about? Yeah, but then later he on, he loves thought, to do that. Hmm. So that's Kevin. If well, you Demetrius, talk to Kevin, that's the caveat about talking to Kevin, right? You don't why know do you what think shit he, is going to come out of his mouth. Why do you think Demetrius <laughs> still talks to Kevin? Because he keeps you thinking. No, he's upsetting me at this point. <laughs> it's been a year of this of nonstop recording every week, and now I'm upset because I thought he was going somewhere. He's going beyond the final frontier. You're just not. Listening. Listening. He don't even like Star Trek. It sounds exactly <laughs> like Kevin. Like, I'm not surprised he was thinking that. It's like, yeah, that's something that would come out of his mouth. It surprised me, and that's what upset me, I guess. Oh, okay. Because <laughs> I'm like, what the fuck is this, man? <laughs> you could have just told him, you know what? I got better. You know what? I have better shit to do than listen to your inner ramblings. <laughs> no, the thing is, I don't have anything better than that. <laughs> And it's still bad. But that's not his fault. It's not his fault that he had the thought. It's my fault for not being... (laughs) Your fault for listening? No, no, no. It's... it's, Well, yes. Kevin's the brother I never had. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. He's my age. We have the same experiences. We get it. We we ha- we connect on that level. It's cool to have a sibling in that age range. Cool. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I'm always the youngest person in the room, and that's fine. I I sort of live my life there. That's fine. You're welcome. <laughs> so <laughs> so having somebody that I can just sort of go back and forth and have experiences with and have just have a, a fantastic friendship with is just cool. Mm-hmm. I loved it. Here comes the big butt, Monica. <laughs> <laughs> Every once in a while, it, I've realized this is a problem. Once I explain this. I, I'll tell you that I explained the same thing to uh, Bobby and Michelle, and they both looked at me like, huh? All right, so. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like you're hang up here, but go ahead. Totally is. And I don't know how to get past it. I guess that's my that's my Okay. Issue. Every once in a while, we'll we'll be talking, and he'll he'll say something that that reminds me that he he's like, oh yeah, I, you told me that, or he he'll bring something up that I said years ago in a way that I'm just like, why do you still remember this? Like I, I don't even remember saying this to you, <laughs> but you remember that I said it, and now you're spitting it back to me. Yeah, you. I remember you told me that. Yeah, you know, we like we fucking talked a lot. That's a good thing though. He's listening to. He's hearing you. That's exactly what Michelle said. And I, you're right. <laughs> you're absolutely right. My issue is that it reminds me, it's like a reminder to me that, oh shit, I was vulnerable once and I told you something. Oh, that for God whatever reason, you were vulnerable. It's not even that. It's that. Were you like a gangster rapper? Absolutely. You didn't know my <laughs> side gig? Yeah, but. I have, I have an you, image. No, you're not going popping caps and, you know, getting teardrop tattoos. It's okay to be vulnerable. You don't know what I do. Is this a lot of makeup I have on right now? 
<laughs> so uh, anyway, it was just a, like, I don't like the way he goes about spitting information back to me. I'm like, I thought we were just having a conversation. Like, I don't like to, for whatever reason, I don't like to reminisce the way he likes to reminisce. I like to move forward in a, <laughs> in a relationship, like move forward in a conversation. Like, oh, like, why are we talking about what, what I told you fucking three years ago? Let's talk about because it may be relevant now. It might be like just like, you know, when the Terminator came out and now we're living in a world where AIs are really real. It's relevant. Maybe something three years ago shaped the path that you're on now. I just think he's fucking with me. That's what I, I was about to say the same thing. Kevin, Kevin loves you very much, but he loves to fuck with you and piss you off. That's exactly what I think it is. The bottom line. Yeah. He knows I don't like to hear my stuff back to me. Yeah, he wants like to, to hear, piss you off. He wants I don't the like reaction. To hear, I don't, that's exactly what I said, Monica. Yeah, he, right, it's not that he here. doesn't. It's not that he doesn't love you. He loves you very much. Right. And I'm getting serious right there. He does. But I also think he loves to piss you off and loves to fuck with you. So yeah. that's why he's doing it. And it bothers me. I just want him to stop. So. But see, but see, Demetrius. That's how he shares his affection with you. He's got to work on that, man. Yes, I agree. I agree with Brian there. Early board. That's how he shows work you on he that, loves man. you. That's how he shows you he loves you, that he remembers the stuff you said. I guarantee you that if there are, there are people in Kevin's life that he has known for years that he doesn't really give a shit about. And they've told him stuff three years ago and he doesn't remember a damn thing they said. But he remembers what you said. And even though he's throwing him back in your face to piss you off, he heard what you were saying. Mm-hmm. And that's his, that's the way he's showing his love because there are people that he's probably talked to and he doesn't care what they have to say. He doesn't mm-hmm. listen to what they say. What I'm saying is he needs a new love language. <laughs> <laughs> oh, his love language is abuse and tears. He loves to, and he loves to be abused. Okay. Yeah, he could take it. Oh, he, he can. He loves verbal abuse. Yeah, okay. I'm not. I'm not a fan of it. That's all I'm saying. Oh, okay. okay. I'm not a fan of his love. That's what I. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> <laughs> Don't shut that out. Don't shut that love out. Any love is good love. You take what you could get. Is it though? Wow. That's what they said in the song. You ain't seen nothing yet. I. I think he is. <laughs> How do you show your love, Monica? Yeah. What's your love language? Acts of service. Mm. Oh. Servicing someone. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> not sex. <laughs> That's not your love it's language. It's not physical. It's not physical. It's acts of service and quality time. Okay. So you're saying like, oh, you did the dishes for me. That's so nice. You want to cuddle on the couch and watch a movie? That's your love language? Yeah. I would wash like their clothes or if they needed something, I would make sure they, you know, I got what they needed. I mean, it's how I, I show my love to my kids. My daughter wants a babysitter. I go, okay. If I, if I can't do it, I say I can't do it, but I don't say to her, like, you know, I don't, I don't take care of kids anymore or whatever. You know, you're on your <laughs> oh, you're own. My mom. About, okay. <laughs> I'm staying away from that. I'm talking about me. <laughs> um, but I don't do that to my daughter because it's like, yeah, I know she has a kid. I know, you know, yeah, you could say you shouldn't have had kids. They're your kids, but I also know that she needs to sometimes do things so she's happy. She's happy. The child is happy. So I help out when I can. That's the kind of stuff I do for the people I love. Okay. And that carries over into your your relationships outside your family. I try to. I'm not really good at that with all of my friends. I try to be, though. I've recognized that. No, I think you're an amazing, wonderful, unbelievable friend. I don't know what kind of girlfriend you'd be, though, because you can't be there for too many people a lot. 
You're a little stingy with your time. Yeah, but I have so much going on. I know. You always have so much going on. Yeah. It's like I I keep thinking like, oh, I won't have so much going on next time. And I do. And you I do. always do. Yeah, you always I find always something I always have new. something going on. Isn't that the I don't opposite know. I have... stingy with your time? Well, I'm stingy with, the, with my time, time for a lover. Yes. Yeah, that's where we were going. And I that's something I have to figure out because I I am stingy with my time. I'm not stingy with my time. I just have so much time going out. I get anxiety actually when I know that like if I have a boyfriend that gets mad about mm-hmm. the fact that I my time is so spread thing, then I get anxiety and I just don't like that. So I don't know. Honestly, Brian, I have been thinking a lot lately, and I think I, I'm making my peace that I might end up alone. Oh, that's not going to happen. Somebody I asked me will. to ask you, are you doing okay without the, you know, having the milkman around? And is the milkman Who still said the coming milkman's around? not around? No, we were, she, or, or is the milkman still coming around? Literally. Yes, he is. Okay. She was wondering, yeah, how does she feel? Like, I mean, why don't they just work out? Nah, he's going to move to Florida and I am not moving to Florida. I mean, no offense to Floridians. I, it's just not for me. Florida's not for me. (laughs) Yeah. Is it the weather or the politics, Monica? Uh, it's the weather. She had to think about it. (laughs) Yeah, I did. I don't like, obviously, uh, I won't hide it. I'm a liberal. I don't like the politics, but it's not the politics. It's the weather. It's hot in the summer there. I cannot do that that hot. It's, I it's hot and humid. in the summer everywhere. Yeah, but it's really humid, Brian. Oh, New Jersey's not humid? N- not where I live. Oh, uh, well, that's true. It is a little that's bit true. cooler up there. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's true. I don't like humidity, like excessive humidity. I can't stand it. So I don't think so. I don't think I can handle the weather. Okay, but he's not going to be moving to Florida for a while. Yeah, so it, he and I will probably hang around for a while. Okay. But I do, I have realized one thing, that if I decide to start dating again, I am going to tell the milkman that I can't see him anymore. Because I just, I can't see two people at once. I can't. I just, I just, I don't, I don't can, like you it. You can, you just got to ask Tess how to do it. <laughs> <laughs> I can't. I can't. It's not me. I'm sorry. No judgment to anybody else who can. I just can't. So if I decide to start dating again, I will have to have a talk with the milkman that he and I will not see each other anymore. But right now I'm not. So I'm I'm happy to be seeing him. You know, we get along. This guy, but Monica, this fun. guy is telling you, oh, if you go out and you meet someone, that's cool. You don't, you know, you don't have to tell him anything. I know he is. He is. And I appreciate that. No, I can't. I know. You didn't think you can have a milkman. And here you are. But I have a milkman, but I, I, I know. Do not have to. I know. I don't know. Maybe the only way I would do it, Brian, is if I meet somebody new and I tell them that there's a milkman. That's fair. That's fair. Then I would do it. Then I would see where it goes. But the you other just, person you have to tell them, has to know there's a milkman. Yeah, you could tell them, like, you know, I've been seeing someone for a while. It's nothing serious. It's casual. Mm-hmm. You know, be honest. And, you know, chances are, yeah, chances are there's going to be people out there. Yeah, but say, I can't. Oh, I got no problem with but, that. But you, I can get a sense of when... If I'm dating someone, I can get a sense real quickly that if I tell them this, they're not going to like it. Well, it depends. Like they're going to have, they're going to be bothered with it. Who knows? Look at Tessa Circle. They love that conversation. They're like, oh shit. Yeah. Yeah. But there are people out there that don't mind. I want a monogamous relationship. I get that. So I I don't want somebody who thinks that because I have a milk band means that I'm going to eventually want a polyamorous relationship. I get that. But, But look at my situation, right? I was very upfront with them. She knew. She told me, just don't bring me an STD. 
there are people out there that can kind of accept you just still trying to find yourself and trying to find the person for you. That you're, That's a good point. That's a good point. I would have to tell them, like I said, that the milkman yep. exists and that I see the milkman. And they, if they don't accept it, then I don't know what I'd have to do. I'd, I'd have to make that call then. But I go back I'd and tell all the friends, who's this fucking milkman? Like, <laughs> I know. Who just still delivers milk? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> no, we had stopped seeing each other because of my arm. Because I had a I have a problems with my rotator cuff. So you couldn't do that for him. <laughs> it's another arm. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. You know, you have another arm, Monica. So, it, so I found out. My doctor told me that what's wrong with my arm is not that like I have like a tear, like you know, like a paper tear. Mm-hmm. That it's that because I have calcification uh, or calcification, cal- calcific bursitis. I think he called yep. it or tendonitis. Yep. <laughs> he says that it's created like a like you know a, a spur. Yes. In my shoulder. And so what's happening is every time I move it, the uh, rotator cuff tendons are, I know this is going to sound fairly boardish, <laughs> is it's grinding against the tendons with the calcification. And it's not actually that it's tearing it. It's actually making it thinner. Yeah, that's fair. Thinning it out. And he's saying that if I'm not careful with if my keep, arm, so eventually it's going to thin it out till the point where there is no more. So basically, D, what I'm hearing now after our conversation is that if you continue to manually stimulate the milkman with your arm, you're going to tear it out, <laughs> right? Because I had to, she said, I had to, to stop seeing out. the milkman for this reason. No. <laughs> you said That's not what because I meant. of your I did. arm. I did. I, I went into the whole description about my arm because it was so bad. The calcification was so bad. I could not move my arm no matter what. I couldn't lift it. I couldn't grab anything. I couldn't type nothing. So that's why I didn't see him because, and it also hurt when I lay on my back. So yeah, that's fairly bored right there. That's why. (laughs) Because I couldn't lay on my back. Monica, did it hurt when you opened your mouth? Did it hurt when you used your other hand? <laughs> well, that would be no fun between him and me. We actually like other stuff. <laughs> okay, I'm just and I'm not left-handed, so I can't use my left hand. Oh, there you go. Realized- she looked around. She looked around. <laughs> Shit! I just realized I left the door the door open into my my office, and my kids might be hearing this whole thing. Oh well. Oh, that they're not they're not listening. Trust me. They're almost hey. adults. It's fine. So, so yeah, you can tell you can tell M the milkman is still around, Brian. Okay, good. What other question do you guys have? Um, let me see. I mean, we talk about a lot, a lot on the show. Is there anything that you want to talk about that, like maybe sometimes on the show, you know, I'm a loud mouth and a bunch and an interrupter, and Tess is a little more analytical. But is there anything that you feel like you're getting like? I want to talk about this, about me, about this. Make it about yourself. What do you want to talk about? Uh-huh. Is there I any? I'm not saying I'm not saying that you need dark secrets or anything like that. But is there anything that you say like, you know what? I want to brag about myself, or I want to talk about myself about this. Insert Jeopardy music. like to talk about school stuff like we're learning right now in the class i'm taking about um communication and being on teams Mm -hmm. and i love it 
teams the Microsoft version or no, just, not the not the Microsoft like being on a team, a team and okay. participating and in what they're now calling teaming, where they take people from different functions across. You know, you could be across different companies or within the same company have different. And how do you get people to be an effective team? Okay, you know what what makes what makes great leaders? What makes great team members? What makes a great team? I love to talk about that kind of stuff. Okay. I remember you used to always make me take those tests. You know, what, what person mm-hmm. are you? Are you in the red quadrant, the blue quadrant? Are you? It's <laughs> like, Monica, I love on. to talk about anything philosophical or psychological. Mm-hmm. That is that I, I will say is true. That. So if it was me, I'd probably say I would talk more. Let's talk about something philosophical today. I was like, they should say filthy. She was going to say filthy. Just so you know, D. It no. started off as filthy, but then philosophical came out. And you know, you could have talked to Tess if you want to talk about teams. She's been teaming up with people for years. I knew that was kind of- <laughs> not the kind of team i'm thinking about i'm actually thinking about a team that gets something else done (laughs) she does that at work too but i just like to bust her chops even though she's not here (laughs) she might actually like to talk about that too because i could see tess being into that kind of stuff too oh i agree with you these are both very strong independent women that like the boss guys around so yes i could see you guys doing that (laughs) boss people around oh that's what i meant (laughs) <laughs> but yeah i remember like when i sat next to you for all those years it was like almost like she was probably sick of me talking about my problems but i think she secretly enjoyed it because she always gave great advice like you always no, were like i you, do you thought it out like you I think do enjoy about it. it i mean that's what i mean and then she would come back the next day you oh you know bro, i was thinking about what you said she would go home and take homework yeah. home so yeah. you know she likes to talk about this stuff i do i like to talk about people's decisions and why they made decisions. Hmm, um, okay. Why we do things. Why do human beings do the things that we do? I love to talk Which about that. I love things? to analyze that, overanalyze it, all kinds of things. Okay. Anything. If you're an angry person, why are you angry? Mm-hmm. Like why, why, what makes you angry? What, what is deep inside you that's making you angry? And I don't like to do it. Because I want to use it against you. Because I, Brian, you know that oh, I yeah. very rarely ever you. I am not Kevin. Oh no, I was just going to say. Obviously, making people angry is things you bring up from three years ago. That is an obviously <laughs> anger bringer. And normally, that happens I'm in a relationship <laughs> between you know lovers. You know, nobody. Yeah, really because just you have gets a lot. Of, <laughs> you start to develop re- resentments in in relationships, right? And so then, yeah. at the point where you get that. You get hurt. You bring up something you know will hurt your partner back. Yeah, that's what it is, Demetrius. You and Kevin are partners. Yep. I like to understand why people do the things they do. I love to understand the why. My son was saying the other day to Mm -hmm. me, like, "When did you become so over analytical?" (laughs) I don't know. Do you not know me? Yeah, I don't know. You think so literally that you've been an analytical thinker your whole life? Yeah, you know. And and as your pursuit of education goes on, you're just more curious about everything. I am. You need to get more curious about dick, though. Mm. I should. I should. I am you should curious put this about much human effort, beings in general. Yes. And yeah. This much effort into how make make your next relationship like an experiment. Oh, right. That would not be Analyze it person. and say to yourself, "What am I not doing right? What is he not doing right?" Yeah. And then tell them and talk about it. I'm going to bring someone on this show. I know someone that's going through like, you know, a tough time emotionally, all this stuff. And normally I I wasn't going to have him come on, but I'm going to actually have him 
come on the show. And I'm going to have this episode specifically for you and Tess, because this guy, he loves, you know, he's got, he tells me, I got issues about not liking myself and feeling like people don't want to be around me. Mm -hmm. Okay. I think this will be a great person to bring on for you, especially, and for Tess. Because the both of you- I know Tess without, likes to do it too. Yes. Yeah. Without even knowing each other, both said, if I could have done this all over again, I would have been like a psychologist. You and her both. Right? Well, I so, would have been, I would have been a general practitioner and I don't know about psychologists, a general practitioner and a therapist. Okay. Massage um, therapist? No. I know. I have really small hands. <laughs> Even better. That's what I say. Guys People love that. told me you that I give so the, I, no. You know how like men sometimes ask their women for massages? I mm -hmm. give the worst massages because my hands are so small. Well, first of all, it has nothing to do with the size of your hand. It's just all, you just don't really want to give the massage. That's all it comes You're down probably to. probably right. Yeah, I yeah. don't like giving massages. Yeah, I, I get that. You can have the smallest hands in the world. Trust me, I've been to a lot of places with small hands. They do have great massage. And the after party's wonderful too. But anyway, <laughs> I gotta have this person come on because it's gonna be a very emotional episode. I so, totally think that's a great idea. Tess yeah. and I would love that episode. So here's an example. This person went on to something that's offered through our insurance company mm -hmm. and you go on there and then they give you people that are therapists or whatever they are. And he said he's talked to two of them already. And one of them kind of like was looking in every direction other than at him. And kept asking, why do we feel that way? Why do we feel like everything was in the we instead of you? So he's getting angry about that. And then the other one was talking about himself. Well, this is what I do to correct this thing. And this is what I would do to do. He says, I don't need you to tell me about what you would do. Well, you know, just listen to me and help me cope with it and find me better ways. I don't need to know what you would do. So this is, he's having trouble. I think it's because therapists are taught that they're not supposed to lead their patients, but sometimes patients want to be, people want to be led. Yes. But you could preface it that this is what you think can be done, but it's up to you what you want to do. Yes. Cause you, Agreed. you can give advice, but you know, the worst advice you can give is say you, this is what you absolutely have to do. You have to do this right now. You can't do that to people, but you could say, I really think it's in your best interest if you do this or this. But you choose what you want to do mm -hmm. from the, you know, from whatever options. Yeah, I think choices are great. Yeah. Because sometimes people don't know what the solution is or what potential solutions are. They don't see it. They're not because of for whatever reason, emotional or uh, interpretation or perspective. You know, they're, they don't understand what the solution is. Mm -hmm. you know? Agreed. So, but we can't push people to the solution that we think is the right yes. for them. Yeah, because what might work for somebody may not work for someone else, right? Mm -hmm. Not only that, it's their life. If you for if you are like pushing a, an advice on them or a solution on them, that then it in the end doesn't work out. You know? Yeah, I think therapists like follow the book too much. Led them down the wrong path. Yeah, therapists do follow the book too much. They need, yeah, they need and, to and help. Yeah. The other thing is about therapists. I think um, uh, I don't know how true this would be, and if you took a poll, but therapists that haven't gone through anything in their life that kind of said, Oh, I just want to be a therapist and really had like a blue collar. I mean, like a, a blue ribbon lifestyle can't really they relate can't be to therapists. Yeah. They can't be therapists, right? They can't be therapists. Yeah. You got to have gone through some, most of the, I, I imagine that most people that want to be therapists went through something traumatic and now they want to help somebody. Yeah. I mean, if anything, you should 
you should try to be a therapist for people who have had the same experiences as you. Yes. Because people listen more to people who have similar experiences. Agree. Right. Who understand. Yeah. And it feels like, you know what, because I had this conversation with me the other day and, and I tell him I have empathy Mm -hmm. for you because Mm -hmm. I suffer from anxiety too. And Mm -hmm. I'm not so high on myself either. You know, Mm -hmm. like I have self-esteem issues like everybody else. Everybody. I just have sex more. You know, that's what I told him. (laughs) (laughs) But like, honestly, he's like, I, I love talking to you because I, you, I, you, you're honest with me. You're very Mm -hmm. blunt with me. And I am, I'm very blunt, you know, and I tell him, Mm -hmm. you guys, you know, this is what you need to do. And of course, I say this is what you need to do. He's never going to listen to me. This is his journey, right? But at least he appreciates what I'm mm-hmm. telling him because I'm very honest about it because I lived it. Mm-hmm. So I, I think having him on would be salvation to his soul because he is in dire need of listeners. He's not suicidal, right? No, he's not okay. suicidal. Okay, But good. he's just sad. He's just unbelievably sad. And I just feel bad for him because he's such a good person and he's funny and he's quirky and you know he's just i'm gonna ask if he'll be on the show yeah i know what it's like to be that way or you're like always sad on the inside even yep. though you present a happy exterior <laughs> yeah and i don't know if, like he maybe he does do a little portraying but he's also pretty upfront about it and he he does let people know look i'm really sorry i'm just go suffering uh, you know i'm 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 suffering it on the inside. He's really good at that. I just think that you and Tess would be great for him to talk to. Sure. It'd be a fun episode too. Like, and I don't mean it like fun, like, oh, we're it'll, make it'll fun. give us some other topic to talk about besides sex. Yeah. yeah. Well, I'll bring that up. Mm-hmm. Of course you will. <laughs> I'm, I'm good at that. Well, Brian, I don't even have to ask you. I already know what your love language is. And anybody who has listened to this podcast knows your love, love language. <laughs> Words of affirmation is not the number one. The number one is physical touch. Yep. Number two is words of affirmation. Absolutely. Quality 100%. time. Yep. And then probably acts of service after that. Yep. A hundred percent. I don't even know what you got on your test, but I, I'm almost like a hundred percent sure that's what you got. <laughs> yes. A hundred percent. I completely agree with you. I am a very touchy feely person yeah. and I need you to be, you know, like, how was your day? You know, the, I, I don't want to answer the question, but I want you to ask the question. Yeah. You know what I mean? I want you to act like you care. Mm-hmm. Right. I, I agree. With, completely agree with you, Monica. Yes. It's good. We're brother and sister, Brian. Yes. Because you and I, I, I think you would kill me. <laughs> I would have left you so long ago, Monica. <laughs> yes. Because yes, <laughs> you are the most unaffectionate, emotionless person ever. <laughs> I think that. <laughs> You would have you would have shriveled up and died like a yes. like a dry flower. <laughs> exactly. Yes. I would have been squeezed between a book and found 30 years later. <laughs> That's funny. Yeah, that is a hundred percent true. And then for Demetrius, I'm gonna say that Demetrius's love language is hmm, this is a tough acts one. Of service. Is it acts of service? I don't think Demetrius would appreciate somebody always telling him like, oh, you're so cute. Oh, you're this. Oh, you're that. No, no. no, I definitely don't think that either. It's not words of affirmation. I'd say acts of service. I would agree with you. Yeah, you are correct. Mm -hmm. It's funny listening to Monica talk. We're very much alike in our thoughts. Agreed. Except... You don't like the milkman. (laughs) I don't know the milkman. I might like him. I I don't know. the milkman. You seem to have a more education-focused mind, and I, I'm more artsy. Mm-hmm. Like I need, I need to create stuff. Yeah, I don't, I don't need to do that. Mm-hmm. That's correct. Mm-hmm. Right. So that's interesting that you're like we're 
the Venn diagram is almost a circle, except for like that one part where right. like, I, I need art. Yes. In some aspect that you don't seem to need to create that. No, Monica creates differently. No. Yeah, Monica no, creates the relationships and through friendships and stuff like that. You and I definitely think alike. We're both very philosophical. Yeah. I always say, like, if I had lived a thousand years ago, I'd probably be like as famous as Aristotle. But I was a woman, so I'd have right. to pretend that I had a yeah. male name or something. <laughs> but I'd be like Aristotle. I love philosophy. I don't know, understand why I didn't take a minor in philosophy when I was in college, because I would have totally loved it. And I do like psychology. Mm-hmm. I do. But... I am afraid of being a psychologist. Like, that's why I want to be a therapist, not a psychologist, because mm-hmm. I think when you become a psychologist, it puts you at an, a, too much of an advantage with people. As far and, as like, the medication aspect of it? No, not the medication, because psych- psychiatrists are the ones that give medication. Oh, okay. Psychologists are the ones that try to analyze you. Oh, okay. And I think it would be scary to know that much to, to, to analyze every single person you meet. I don't want to analyze everybody. Therapist is a different story because you're kind of like just talking to somebody. Right. But when you're a psychologist, you're really analyzing, you know, everybody's like their brain. Mm-hmm. And I think it would, I do not want to be a psychologist. And then eventually, if I have a relationship, I don't know. I, I don't know. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I'm wrong that I'm overthinking it. Maybe I won't be like that. Well, guys. I love you to death, but I got a kid downstairs that I got to go take care of. I think I've left her alone way too long. (laughs) 